welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark Stephen and I will be talking to you today about how people fully break free from addiction, treatment, and recovery. We wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family to help people learn how they can overcome addiction and move on with their lives. We offer an incredible opportunity to work with us directly through private video conference, like on the computer, which we're going to talk about today. Um, we also have a retreat that's still open at a limited capacity. You can learn about the Freedom Model Private Instruction Program at leaveaddictionbehind.com and you can learn about both uh, private instruction and the retreat at thefreedommodel.org. You can also get our books there. So what we're going to talk about today, what Mark wants to talk about, is I know a lot of people are trapped at home um, and this is a very, very stressful time for everyone and I I heard a news report that alcohol sales are at like a 50-year high level or something crazy. Um, and so we know, and I, I see a lot of memes online about, you know, about is it is eight o'clock in the morning too early to have my wine? Um, so, so I know not, not joking around about it, but it's kind of funny. Um, but, but certainly there are other things you can be doing at home other than drinking your way through the pandemic. Um, so that's what, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So, so here's, here's how I want to structure this people. Um, Everything that we do, what the freedom model represents is this idea of pulling you out of a trap. And the trap we're talking about is both in society, uh, treatment, recovery, where you get trapped in recovery. But now we have an added dimension of this COVID-19 issue where people literally feel trapped and are trapped in their homes by almost government mandate, which is a, a very weird time in our American history because we're a free country. So this is new territory for people and they feel uh, a sense of panic, fear, and all these negative emotions that are that are happening. So uh, it is true that there's uh, a heightened amount of people at home drinking and probably drugging. We can assume that that would be the same because a drug is a drug is a drug, right? Yeah. So we have been offering for eight years now. We, we've been here for 31 years helping people with drug and alcohol problems. Um, but for the last eight years, we we're sort of ahead, ahead of the curve with, uh, with what some people call telemedicine. But what we do is we video conference one-on-one with people and we have sessions and classes where we take them through the entire freedom model curriculum from the comfort of home. Now, what's interesting is when you first mention this to people, they're skeptical because they assume because of our recovery culture, that you have to be in some sort of supportive environment and home usually isn't seen as a supportive environment in a lot right. of cases. Um, it's where they're drinking. Now, here's what's interesting and what I want to tell the public. A lot of times we have people who are actively using, not at the time of the class because that would be counterproductive. They're able to stay sober um, and you know, are abstinent during the class time. But uh, they're experimenting with the theories that we propose throughout the the Freedom Model where they might try to moderate. I have a lady right now who, under a doctor's um, sort of oversight, is detoxing herself from alcohol at home with a doctor. And uh, as we're going through class, so she's titrating down over a series of a month and with uh, some medications with the doctor, her private doctor. So... 
Um, and then we have classes while she's doing this. Now, during the classes, she's not drunk. We, we geared the classes for 930 in the morning. And she re- she's sober as they come. Uh, it's before she starts getting shaky. Yeah. Um, and so she might have a glass to calm her nerves. And then we have a very clear class. And so we don't just deal with, uh, in her case, the detox issue. That's just sort of a subplot. Um, and then we're dealing with why she drinks, why she prefers it, going through the text. And it's this multifaceted sort of approach with no judgment. And she loves it. You know, this is a lady that's been drinking every day, three to four bottles of wine every day for 40 years. Okay. Um, and she's now down uh, in her second week down to a little over two bottles. And she suspects over a six-week period, she'll be down to zero, you know? Now wow. she's with the doctor. She's got some medications, obviously, some Ativan and, and things like that. Um, I'm not sure what they are. That's between her and her doctor. Um, but the point is, is you can work with people. I know Steve's worked with people that have taken methadone and Suboxone, and Michelle's worked with drinkers as well. Um, and And some people we get that are taking meth, for instance, might go on a bender and then uh, two days later, we're having class with them right after a bender, right? And they recover from that. And then, they, then we have class and we discuss what happened, what was their preference. And they're so excited about the fact that somebody will non-judgmentally talk to them right. about these issues. And they're sort of um, blown away by it. So I think, it's, I think it's an exciting prospect for people in these times. And uh, it's affordable. It's mm-hmm. cheap. And I'm not throwing out an ad here. What I'm letting people know is that there's a solution at home um, and that it, it's actually quite effective. So, um, yeah. To, you know, what's interesting is to stay in um, whether you, whatever outpatient treatment you're going to, to stay in outpatient treatment, they drug test you to make sure that you're not using while you're in outpatient treatment. And if you're found to be using, they kick you out. So here you are, you're at home, you go to these outpatient treatment sessions, which are usually what group therapy for the most part. And, um, and you know, the minute you're, you know, you're, you're diagnosed as addicted, but the minute that you have your symptoms of, you know, you know, we don't, we don't believe in any of that. We don't, we don't tell people there, no, there's no such thing as addiction. Um, but with, which interesting with outpatient treatment, they diagnose you. But then if you exhibit the symptoms that they call symptoms, they kick you out of their program. Right. So, they tell, <laughs> so they're telling you they, that you can't stop. You can't stop. But you have got to stay stopped. But you have to stay stopped <laughs> or at least stay stopped for the class. But you can't stop. You have a disease. So, I mean, it's, that's crazy. It is totally crazy. So, so that's what's really cool about what we do is I have actively worked with, I have worked with people who were actively struggling and taken them through the process. And for some people, it takes them a little while. I think I worked with a woman last year and we worked together for probably, it took us about four months to get through the full book because she would miss a couple classes here and there. Now, and now let me let me jump in there and say that the schedule for that might be one or two classes a week. Sometimes right. they skip weeks. You you want to have two classes a week. But I have people that are right on target with every every other yeah. week. Yep. I mean, it depends. It's basically you have to have a good plan and somebody who's engaged. Yes. And and wants to do this. And really wants to do this. And they may they may struggle and have a setback here and there, but that's that's not that that doesn't 
you know, get them asked to leave our, our online program. Yeah, we're assuming they're struggling. We're, which is yeah. why they're with us. <laughs> <laughs> right? Stephen's yeah. had a lot more experience with this than yeah. Mark and I have. Tell us some, some stories maybe about what you've experienced with people who are actively using, feel trapped, and you're going through class. Give us some, an idea of that. Yeah. Well, um, I've told this one before, but it just sticks with me so much. It's, this guy was having six uh, bourbons mm-hmm. after work each night, mm-hmm. and he'd been doing it for decades you know and he was trying to willpower his way out of doing it and it was like six of them and they were stiff ones according to him so it's 10 drink (laughs) yeah Yeah. let's call it what it is okay it's it's a fifth it's a fifth (laughs) (laughs) yeah and this was you know so some people ask in the freedom model um in one of the early chapters i mentioned that i've given people a paper and they read that paper and yes. things changed, right? Yes. There's yeah. I'm saying a research paper, a research paper paper from a from a, a medical journal, um, yeah. an academic journal, right? There's actually two that I'm talking of. I don't distinguish there. Yeah. When I wrote about it in the book, so people ask, and I'm always like, well, it's this one or this one, because there's it's happened in a few cases. So I gave this guy a paper from the NIAAA that um you know he had been talking about stress a lot he had a financial firm that he runs Mm. and Mm. he's involved with his church he's got a ton of adopted kids like great guy Mm -hmm. busy as hell stressed out and he really thought like he needed that to decompress so i give him this niaa review article about all that is known about stress and alcohol the research on whether alcohol reduces stress and it doesn't and it, and it doesn't, you know, it's the paper is completely inconclusive. It's like, well, it does sometimes, it doesn't these other times. It's it does all it up in to this you. situation, in that situation, <laughs> right. right? And um, so I gave him that, you know, and now we're like maybe two weeks in and he had been drinking and he'd been complaining each time we met that I try not to and, and then I don't do it. And I gave him this, this paper and then a week later he's like, I'm like, what'd you learn from the paper? He's like, it's completely inconclusive, right? And then, <laughs> and then he had drank. This is now a week after he, he'd been doing this for a week. One night after work, he just had one drink. And he was thinking about, you know, and he had been thinking about the stress thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, he stopped at one drink. Yeah. And, and he only had one drink each night from then on. And he was actually very happy with that. and. um it was just sort of like, he's complaining, I'm calm. I'm like, look, you're working on this. You're going to figure it out at some point. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, don't beat yourself up. And then he learned this information and it started to sink into him while he was drinking. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to change the drinking because it just wasn't so meaningful to him yeah. anymore. And so yeah, if you take away the benefit of the drink, yeah, it becomes very easy to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Now... I've had people, though, with opioids where they're so busy chasing around opioids, they don't end up making, they, they don't end up making as many of the classes, yep. right? Yep. And then that has ended up being tougher to deal with. Yep. I have someone right now, opioids, who's on Suboxone, and he's making most of the classes. Um, but he's a deep believer in that Suboxone model, But he's right? a deep believer in that. So you have so to... 
that's all right for now. He's he's not using, mm-hmm. and um, so and he feels good about that. Yeah. It's really good, but he really thought he needed our approach in addition to that because he has stopped before on these kind of things and then fell apart. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he has taken it before and continued to crave throughout and just went back to using. This time he's not. He's want he's he's wanting to make that stick. Um and so we're working on that. How do you make that stick? How do you get to the point later where you're not where you're not, you know, craving? And you know, it's the same thing. I'm trying to debunk the magic a little bit with him about opioids. I it's present this one is it's kind of presenting a wrinkle. Um but I'm hoping that we're going to get through it. We're actually, tomorrow we're starting heavy on the, um, on the magic yeah. stuff, on the, on the stuff about... Getting rid of the magic. Getting rid of the, the idea that, that opioids feel, fill some deficiency. Because yeah. he's under the impression that there's some deficiency in him that opioids filled. And Which it's, is a common idea. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's an extension of the... Um, the what do you call it the, the chemical chemi- imbalance the chemical imbalance theory behind depression that that became very popular and yeah, is they now tossed that around like crazy and people just hooked line and sink or took it yeah. yeah and that a lot of the people that push that idea are now saying it was wrong yeah oops um, but it's <laughs> destroyed a, it's a deeply embedded lives. in yeah it is. and it's embedded in the culture and it's now people who have drug and alcohol use problems believe that and, um, you know, I'm hoping that he can understand that he doesn't and he can continue to use Suboxone or like get off of it without fear whenever he wants to. Either way, whatever yeah. works for him. Yeah. Move you on. Know? To move on. And yeah. like people have maybe read some of the things we've written about Suboxone. We're not fans. But the thing is, in class, there's no judgment about you should well, or should yeah, not be on that. It's that's that helped you to make your transition right exactly. now. Exactly. Great. And and if there's no ill effects for you and you right. like it and it balances out, great. Keep using it. Right. But also don't feel like I well, I don't want him to get to the point where he craves again and then starts manipulating his suboxone doses. Yeah. He gets back on the crazy train with this. Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um so I'm I view this as a great opportunity to jump in with him at this at this point. When yeah. he's like sort of stabilized. Well, well, we call that we call that the window of opportunity for us, right? And and our and our student, um, Michelle, talk about maybe some of the women that you've dealt with over the long haul. You've had some that that were longer; they'd stayed and added classes. And yeah, yeah. Well, what's the the best thing that I found? Because I only just started doing private instruction about a year and a half ago, um, and. Uh, the thing that's really great about it is people can run experiments because they're in their lives. They haven't left their lives. And, and you deal with a whole host, with women specifically, almost nine out of 10 times there's marital issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's emotional issues. A lot of the women that I work with are 40 years old and older. And so, you know, we have a, we have a lot of issues. We, 40 plus year old women and um, health issues and things like that. And, and a lot of times, most of the time it's drinking and the drinking is seen as something that is helping them through these problematic times in their lives. And, um, and it's really interesting because they'll, 
you know, because I'll be able to say, okay, here's your assignment. You know, you're going to, you know, you, you've, you've been drinking heavily. It's causing problems in your marriage. Um, you know, clearly. So I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll tell me it's helping me. And then I'll have them, I'll be like, okay, this weekend, you know, I want you to do what you normally do and really pay attention to your mood before you're drinking, your mood after you're drinking, your relationship, maybe do a, a day of drinking and a day of not drinking and see how things go. Um, and people really <laughs> like having that opportunity. Um, and it, and it, you know, with one particular student, it took her several months back and forth and she finally figured out that it, it wasn't helping her at all. <laughs> right. It, that, it, that, that it was creating, you know, a lot of people from the outside would go, of course it was creating problems. You don't, when you're there, you don't think that. Because you really believe it, it fixes things. You, you believe in the stress relief for the... Yeah, it's yeah. my escape. For yeah. her, it was her escape. I have to escape everything. I mean, you know, and um, she was my age and, you know, it, it makes me... It helps me to sleep. And then she would tell me that she had trouble sleeping. And I'm like, I thought you said it helps you to sleep. Weren't you really drunk? She said, well, not that night. So then when, when, you, when you start, it helps people just become self-aware yeah. and, and kind of almost stay accountable. Um, and it opens the your eyes to what's really going on. Because just like a lot of different things, um, you see what you want to see. That's right. You believe what you want to believe. And you... you you know, and until there's somebody there as you're, we're going through and we're trying to apply what she's learning in the book to what's going on in her life. Um, for some people, it takes a, a long, long time, especially somebody that's very steeped in the disease model, which which she was. She had originally called us for a family member, you know, yeah, um, and yeah. so that her and her family have been in and around AA and treatment the better part of their lives. Um, so, so for some people, it takes them a long time to work through all that. And she was somebody who her goal coming to classes was to reduce her alcohol consumption, not to eliminate it entirely. Um, and at the end she achieved that she achieved figuring out how she could be happier drinking less often and drinking less at each stage. But it, but what was great was she stayed in her life to figure it out. What would work in her life? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to jump in here. Every one of our stories is we're not putting pressure on people. Quit right now. Swear everything off right, right now. Yeah, right? That, and it doesn't work. That is what I got every time I went to a counselor, I went to the methadone clinic, I went to rehab. All of it was the in, in the meetings. It's all scary straight. It's, yeah. it's, it's all put the pressure on. I was just reading a story this morning about a... a a young man in England and you know it was about oh my god the meetings are not there right yeah. and if you hear his narrative the way he talks about the meetings the whole time it's to keep him scared to yes. keep him from thinking oh yeah anything is all right now he's gone through this cycle a few times and it's like that doesn't work for most people so I you know to just have them scared and pressure they're already putting pressure on themselves yeah they're already scared they already know that it's causing a lot of problems and especially since they believe in the magic, that mm-hmm. makes them want to drink or use more, right. you know? Yeah. And we're, instead of giving the, the, the pressure, we're giving, hey, here's some new 
ways to look at a couple of these things. Something to think about, you know, like you said, like, how do you feel when you drink this time and when you don't drink that time? And, you know, I had a a wonderful lady a few years ago, two years ago now, that that she, um, you know, just was really thinking that she needed to drink to calm down her anger. And we started talking about that. Okay, well, like, think about this, you know, are you angry sometimes? And nobody, they, you know, when you drink, you know, if, if you say it helps with anger, usually it's like, yeah, but it's not worth it. It only works temporarily, right? That's what people will right, say to you. Right. And I've said, does it really work? At all. You know, yeah, like... Does it change what, the anger? You know, what happens? And yeah. just to even... Even if we don't go into the science of that, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we don't do right. all the exposition. If we say, here's the right question to ask yourself next time you're drinking. How much is this helping me through my anger right now? And she started noticing it big yes. time. Oh, yeah. And, and she then just cut her drinking back to when it's time for her to unwind by the pool. Yeah. Instead of this is what I do when Instead I'm upset of, yeah, right? and for everything at the end of every single day, you know, because she was drinking a couple bottles every night. It's it, we hear that a lot, right? Yeah, like two bottles do. of wine a night. That's yep. that's kind that's of like standard. the standard mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But um, it's it's instead of pressure, it's let me help you explore this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. I had a I had a student. It's funny because at our retreat, which is obviously residential, um, we can't have people drinking or drugging here, right? Right. Yeah. And and just because I wouldn't invite the crazy into my home, you know, I, I lived through that myself. And and but they're but, but it's, they're wanting the experience. Well, that's that's exactly my don't point. Don't have that. They they want a break, a retreat, right? Yes, you're, you're retreating yes. from life, and they they need to to have that break. And so they're volunteering to take that break at our place. It's not like a rehab where it's it's a hammer blow to your head right. saying, you know, you're you're gonna you have you're gonna to go this here and right. check your bags, and you know, it's not like that. We don't we don't behave that way with people. We want people that come here and say, you know what, I need two to four weeks to really figure out intensely what's going on. Now, here's what's interesting, though. I had a fella um, come here to the retreat, and it was a lot like, the class ended up being a lot like a Freedom Model Private Instruction class because he was talking about the magic of escape. And this one is probably the, the universal benefit people believe that drugs provide. It's like everybody thinks they're going to escape something because the human experience is tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so this idea of going somewhere else mentally is nothing new. We can do it as human beings, but it's our own mind that goes, you know? So he was saying how he escaped. It's like the number one reason he drinks and goes on these wicked benders that lasted a month. And, and I said, so do you actually tell me about what happens when you escape? Do you go blank? Like, does the mind go blank? Right? Yeah. yeah. Where does it go? And so he said, I said, no, I went literally, I want you to sit right now in front of me and think about exactly where you go when that escape happens mentally. And he's thinking, he's thinking. And then he he looks at me, his eyes get wide and he goes, I don't get anywhere. I I ruminate. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It is interesting when people figure that out. Yeah. He goes, not only do I not escape, it gets worse. (laughs) And I'm like, I know. I know it does, you know, because yeah. you know, you sit and you dwell on just terrible shit and you go over it 
and over it and over it. And then he goes, not only that, then I start drunk dialing like bosses and shit. And then, and then I'm telling, I'm watching the news all day and I'm yelling at the TV and I'm tapped right into the negativity of that and I'm dwelling and dwelling. Now, now he's talking like this to me. With this, yeah, yeah. He went from, I drink because I escape to realizing that he was the opposite. It was completely the opposite experience. It was so eye-opening that he talked about it for four days here at Three Street with me. He was like, I I can't get over. Then he went through his benefits list that we started with and he debunked everyone. It was like, it was like boom, 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 you know, like dominoes falling. And his whole magic disappeared. Hasn't drank since. Yeah. You know, he, he texts me all the time now. He's been home now for months and He's doing fantastic, and uh, he goes, I just can't believe that I believed all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I just had somebody uh, learn this very quickly, and she reminded me of me, like watching her mm-hmm. as we talked about things where she came in and talked about an experience and, and what she learned, and like the look on her face of like she figured these things out. And what was really cool is she was doing some counseling for anger problems and it sounded like she had a very good uh therapist for that that's good yeah and in this is and usually i there's a lot of usually i feel like therapists are feeding people some stuff that conflicts with us yeah Yeah. but this was this was meshing perfectly that's nice and um she was helping her with her anger and she realized she didn't have to think this thing when she gets angry and she could change the way she thinks and i was teaching her that she could change the way she thinks about math uh, yes right and it was a daily matthews problem and um and really for her it was the whole thing with the freedom model debunking the idea that once you start taking this drug it takes you over so at the beginning there was use a couple times that was just there and gone like mm. for a day for a, or a night, right? Yeah. And then, which was totally not her pattern. And she was able to tell herself, I don't have to keep, I don't like, you right. know. So I, you, you debunked you, that yeah. angle. She got up in the morning and it's like, I actually don't have to do this now. Yes. Right. You know, yes. and that's and, huge. And like, that was a lot of my thinking, you know, was just learning that I had control over what I think. Yes. Because before that, before, you know, doing this program in 2002 or whatever, I, I would... You were just a slave to the past just pattern. Just the exact mm-hmm. thing that I would think of doing was like a command. Yes. That I had to do it. You framed it as a command. You know? Yep. And, and you guys didn't build me up with willpower or anything. It's just like, you can make a different choice, you know? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, just, and just really digging into that. It's, it makes such a difference to have somebody telling you that. So she, she was able to experiment a little bit with using and not using and really found out she's a lot happier and that it doesn't help her with her anger stuff and indeed she doesn't need it because she doesn't have to get so angry she doesn't have to go down that road and it all like meshed together incredibly well to where she has just had such an amazing turnaround i think that that the the clientele that you work with michelle is some of the toughest because they're they wrap the magic around their relationships, their yep. marriages, the, that it's going to somehow fix or alleviate a bad marriage, which is complex enough 
without booze. Well, and the health right? problems. I mean, most of the people oh, I yeah. work with have multiple mental health diagnoses um, and and are on medications for that. God, yeah. um, so they've already been told that they have the chemical imbalance, which I have to debunk with them at, on some level. And, um, and and the thing about it is there's there's some obvious things when you're working with people um you know that 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 are easy to debunk if they would just take a step back and look at their lives um like like one woman that i worked with was like well i i have to i drink you know 12 beers a day i have to drink 12 beers a day and um and i'm like so since you were born you've drank 12 beers a day and she's like well of course not and i'm like okay since when have you been drinking 12 beers a day She's like, well, probably the last year and a half. Now, this is a 50-year-old woman. And I'm like, so you went the first 48 years of your life not drinking 12 beers a day. So, so what makes you think you have to keep doing that now? Yeah, and, that's great. Yeah. Because they, they do, they take your worst period or most extreme period. Yeah. And they try to define all of you yeah, and all of your life becomes by that. the standard. And it's nice to have somebody point it out and say, that's not all of you. No, that has been the last 18 months to two years. And and so, okay, so tell me about the last 18 months, what's been going on, where you felt like 12 beers a day was, was something that you needed. And um, and then we got, you know, we got to the heart of it, it's, you know, getting laid off and all these, you know, marital problems and money problems and health problems. And so we got to all of this. And that's when we can get to, okay, now this was somebody that came to the retreat. Um, you know, her money problems, we found out that she spent, gosh, I think it was oh, something I remember like, that. remember it was like yeah. $2,000 a month between marijuana and alcohol. Yes. And, and, she, and she kept coming into the living room talking about this lesson. And then she, I said, what would be the thing that you would get if yeah. you could with that money? And she goes, I've always wanted a Jeep. I said, you have the Jeep payment today. Today. Yeah. Today. Like, from like, just, just, you don't even have to, we did it with cigarettes, alcohol, and marijuana. Yeah. And so it was $2,000 a month that added up over the course of a month, 12 to 18 beers a day. I was like, that would be an epic Jeep. <laughs> that would be the best Jeep you've ever seen. And, and I'm like, so your money problems maybe have started, but you're certainly finding a way to do these things, which you have deemed very, very important in your life. And so let's figure out why they're so important. Yeah. Like what, what are they doing for you that, that makes them more important than that Jeep that you want? And she's like, well, I don't think they're more important. I'm not. I'm like, well, clearly they are. Yeah. So, so that's how we work through a lot of that stuff. And and you know, I did it at a different level with a woman I worked with um, through private instruction as well, which is great when they can do it at home. It presents some different challenges, but it's still really, um, you know, because they're living their life. And so, so it's a little bit of a, I think, a slower process. At least it has been for the women I've worked with. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're still running that experiment. They're, you know, they're still like. Well, in the case that you just brought up, that was a combination. She did some. Yeah. <clears throat> she did some online and then did a brief stay. No, this one, oh. she stayed fully. Yeah. She stayed four oh, weeks. Okay. Yeah. Well, she my, was here for right. four full weeks. So, um, but I did one. I've done a couple of those where okay. they where they came to stay briefly and then we work together online or which, the other way around. A lot yeah. of times we get a, a, a private instruction person who who gets really close to having success. In yes. this, and then they they just can't quite get there. And, and then I, I tell them, listen, 
come to the retreat. Break. Yeah, come to the retreat for two weeks. Yeah, just to take a break from your life. Let's hammer out this this construct that keeps you trapped, and then we can do all the research parts yep. from home to to sort of support the whole theory of what we're going through, and uh, that that can work awesome. Well, let's let's talk about that because there are a lot of people that read the book. That there are a lot of people who read the book. They do great. We get wonderful emails and letters and reviews, and it's tremendous. It is. It's awesome. Um, but then there are people that we still get wonderful reviews and letters from them, but then they say they're still struggling. Um, and and why are they still struggling? And I think in some cases, it that back and forth, like whether you're talking to us on Skype or FaceTime or Zoom, or whether you're here at the retreat talking to us, I think they benefit from... A perspective outside themselves. Ah, look, at, I think it's it's a learning style. What you're describing is a learning style. Some people they dig into a book and they yeah. conceptualize the content in yeah. their mind. Like I'm that kind of person. I can learn from a book. Me too. Um, and but then there's there's people that can't. They just don't think that way. So it's abstract to them. It's almost like looking at symbols. Well, but I think and, that's, it's not just that, though. I think these people are mired in the life that they're in. I, and I agree. Trapped. I agree. I agree. It's, it's. I'm not sure I could have learned this while actively, you know, the way I was drinking and drug using. I couldn't have gotten through that book. Well, that's why me and you didn't. We, we, we didn't. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be hands on, Steve. I, I've said the same thing, but you never know. I know. Yeah, you know, I know. If somebody would have approached us in the right way, like that's true. You know, I I, I really don't know, but I I think you know I was running around shoplifting, mm-hmm. boosting things for drugs, all this. So I don't think it would have shown up. It's you a know t- what I mean? at that point. It's so a time that problem. is kind of like that is what I've tried to explain when people want to th- think about the taking the Skype courses over the years. I still refer to it as a Skype. Even that's though what we I, have all different kinds even of Even though we're using we everything now. But but I always used to say, like, look, it, you know, you, it, do you have it in you to, to show up? To bring the chaos down? Like, where is the chaos level right. and can you show up? Yep. Right? Like, that's kind of the most important thing. And I think if you can show up, if you can be bothered to spend an hour uh, or two twice, twice a week doing the homework, right? Right, yeah. right. And you yeah. can take an hour, two hours a week to show up, then we can work with you. Yeah. And, um, and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it's like, you got to figure out if it's all right. Like if, if you're about to overdose on the street, well, then for God's sake, get yourself into detox, into detox or come here if you can or something. But if there's this level of functionality and you can show up for these things, I, I think this can be helpful to anybody. Yeah, it, it, there's, yeah, there's people who sometimes don't find it helpful. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. But I think that um, there's, there's so much more that can happen with the online classes. Because yes. of the discovery process yeah. that people can go through in their real life. And they can, they can, you know, I don't always recommend like tapering down off of very, like, right. I, I never succeeded at tapering off of heroin. Right. right. I would right. buy like 50 bags and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do 15 today, <laughs> 13 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it just goes to crap in two days. Right. But, um, but with, for a lot of people, no, there is wiggle room and yeah, they can make true. the shot and, and they can go these couple days without, and we can, we can 
give them the attitude. I mean, we can't give anybody on it, but we can we can suggest an attitude to go into those few days of not using with. Yes. And, and what to look for that's good about that for them. Yeah. Right. Or to go into that drinking period with like, OK, like think think about it this way, you know, yeah. and it allows for so much discovery so, so that you really, wouldn't get, you know, impatient. So. so really what you're describing is the ultimate harm reduction model. Really? Yeah. I mean, I that, with, that, without the, without the idea that the idea that you can't stop, that you're incapable of, of being abstinent. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people are, a lot of people are abstinent completely. Everyone yeah. is fully capable of abstaining or moderating. That's right. You yeah. say that right at the beginning of the book. We mean it. And so we don't come in with that baggage of, of thinking what you are and are not capable of. Correct. Not, we, we think the, uh, the ability is there. Yep. The other thing that might stop you from doing this, and I've, I've had to address this with people, is the fear of the technical aspect of video conferencing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it, yeah. It, scared, it scared me at the beginning. It scared me, too. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm pretty technically savvy, actually. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's ridiculously easy. And here's what's nice. If you call us, we'll walk you through it, and then we create all the technical parts on our end. Yes. You literally will just go click. Yeah, yeah. And, and your screen will light up and you'll see us and we'll be talking. So that's, yeah, that's the great thing <laughs> about Zoom. Great. I used Zoom Skype awesome. for years and a lot of people had problems with Skype. Yeah. I always had A lot problems of problems setting it up, getting started. Yeah, I did too. All, all kinds of things. And so I would be happy whenever anybody would use Apple FaceTime, if they have an Apple product, because they just call them like I'm making a phone call. Yeah. But I got them on video. And that's great. Now with Zoom... Michelle, you've been using it for like a year. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And you introduced me to it. I didn't want to use it. I, I would still like FaceTime better, but it's great because you can send somebody a link and yeah. they just click, click it. And I think everybody's getting used to using Zoom right now because of right. us having to be yeah. shut in with, with the whole um, coronavirus stuff. Here's another aspect that I, I want to tell people is right now we will do a free class with you. Yep. You can download on the freedommodel.org, uh, the entire curriculum, digital version. If you want to look at it, read it, yeah. know the material, you can literally have it in your, on your phone, on your, in your fingertips. Um, so you don't have to wonder about any of this. Mm -hmm. We'll set up the Zoom for you. You'll have the curriculum before you ever sign up if you want to try it out. Um, we'll do a class with you. You can decide which instructor you want, whether it's me, Steve, or Michelle. Or Danny. Or Danny, yeah. Danny's, Danny's running the show down in South Carolina as well. Um, so so this is, this is, there's no reason for you not to get the help you need right now. You're stuck at home. Call us. We'll do it for nothing. And then you can decide whether you want to make the investment, which isn't that much. Yeah, So that's the thing. You can get the book for free now, digital copy of it. Yeah. And you can have a meeting with us for free. And, uh, and then if you want more than that, you got it. But those two things are incredibly helpful. Yeah. I want to say something really quickly, too. One thing you will get that, that these guys are working on some new content because we are a research organization and we're always updating our program. Um, and the only way to see to, to have any benefits from new content at this point would be to contact us and, yeah. and do, and do the, the program with us here at the retreat. Or uh, be a 
video conference. So that that's exciting stuff. Yeah, we're going to have a second edition coming out. We don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be soon. But you can get it beforehand. Yes, yes. Because we always we always work with people with, all, you know, we're always learning. And um, it's really, really great stuff. So are we wrapping up? Yeah. All right. Let me, let me read my spiel. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening today. If you or someone you know is seeking help for a substance use problem or any other habitual behavior, or you want help breaking free and moving past recovery as well, that's one part we didn't talk about. I talked to a woman recently um, who was sober six, is sober six years is her boyfriend or fiance had left AA already, introduced her to the Freedom Model. He has now resumed um, drinking occasionally, has not had a problem with it. It scared the crap out of her. Um, and, and so she called and did a free class with me, um, a free 30-minute class to really see what the Freedom Model is all about. She said, that's awesome. I'm going to start reading the book. Um, but in the meantime, of course, everybody in AA is doom and gloom, um, you know, now that she's leaving and they knew that he had left. And this happened to me, actually, um, early on. I got I got involved in a relationship early. And I was told that was going to kill me and Bob, who is now my husband. Um, and then he stopped going to meetings and I was told that was a red flag. Um, and so she's going through all of this right now. So that's another service we can provide is if you're stuck going to meetings, whether you've been doing it for six months, six years or 60 years, and you're ready to move past that, yeah, um, that's that a great fear point. based recovery model, which, which I think takes its toll on your psyche. Um, we can help with that as well. So if you want to help with that, you can reach us at 888-424-2626 or at leaveaddictionbehind.com um, or thefreedommodel.org. We have a bunch of free resources at thefreedommodel.org, including these podcasts, which are also available on Spotify and some of the other service providers, which I don't know much about. Um, but I have Spotify, so I know that. Um, you can get our books online, as Mark said. Um, you can right through April 30th, you can get our full program curriculum for free um, at, at thefreedommodel.org. Um, and we have three Facebook groups. We have we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on um, we have a YouTube channel which has a bunch of great video content on it. Um, we're on LinkedIn and Instagram as well. Um, so, and if you want to reach us by email, you can reach us at info at thefreedommodel.org. Um, so from everyone here at The Freedom Model and the St. Jude Retreat, we wish you well. And one last thing, when you go onto the site and you want to get the free books, you have to use coupon code FREEDOM100 yep. or FAMILY100 for the family book. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.